Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Met Chaz in the staff room and he said to me, It's time for love. <laughs> Simply because it is two o'clock. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if um, the teachers who came here at this two o'clock sit before uh, read to you the list of benefits of Metta. Did somebody do that? The classic list? So there's a... It said that... Um, well, first, maybe I should start with the danger of dosa, hatred. No? It says it's a good reflection to have the dangers of uh, hatred and the benefits of, uh, of metta. It says that uh, hatred um, has the quality of breaking down and uh, burning and devastation when uh, metta is more like um, uh, cool or warm or... I think Amita liked to think about it as wet. It's the wet practice. Um, but it says also, I read this list, I think it was written uh, a thousand or a thousand five hundred years uh, ago, this uh, one old list of the dangers of uh, hatred. And it says, you don't know uh, anymore what are good action and bad action, what is legal or not, when you're under the sway of uh, a big wave of uh, hatred, what is true or false. Um, you don't know uh, anymore the cause and the, their effects. Uh, there's a multiplication of enemies that is possible, risk of making several uh, mistakes or big mistakes, lose dignity, lose friends, become slave uh, to uh, anger and its spell be under its spell, risk of losing appetite, sleep. Are you convinced yet? Um, paying fines, receiving punishments, pray to confusion, torment uh, of the mind, uh, remorse, agitation, shame, confusion. Whew. Heavy. And there's... Um, and here are the classic benefits of uh, metta. So, um, and I remember uh, the first time I practiced uh, metta, I was taught metta was in, in Thailand, in a little monastery in the south. And there was a, a, a monk who was uh, specifically teaching metta and practicing metta. That was his, his main practice. And he was very light and very joyful. And he was always saying... Uh, 
practice metta, the animals will love you. The chickens will love you. The snakes will love you. The, uh, what are the one that... Uh, <laughs> the what? Crabs. No, not the crabs. Scorpions. Scorpions will love you. And uh, so he, he, was, uh, he knew that maybe from his own practice. And I spoke to a monk one time who got uh, bit by a scorpion, and he said he got very angry at the scorpion, and he told him, don't you know <laughs> that I practice metta? <laughs> um, but it's said in the classic uh, benefits that um, people who practice metta will sleep peacefully, will fall asleep peacefully, will have peaceful sleep, and will wake up um, also peacefully and uh, with their mind uh, fresh. And, um, and people will love them. Animals will love them. It's in the list. And even devas, the angels that we have in the Buddhist cosmology, says that the, the devas will love you and protect you and that you won't be harmed by uh, weapons, fire, or... Um, uh, yeah, fire won't harm you, and also, <laughs> and also that it's um, it, uh, it's going to be very good for the complexion. <laughs> it's great, and um, of course the mind will be more serene, and uh, even at the time of death uh, we might uh, uh, die unconfused and with a clear, uh, calm mind. Uh, so. That sounds good to me, especially the good complexion. <laughs> but actually, we, we laugh at it, but th this is true, I think, because in the text you read, after the Buddha's enlightenment, he was uh, walking to go see his old friends, and on the road uh, to see his old friends with whom he had practice, uh, um, different practices, he met a man, and the man saw him and said, what, what's... What's going on with you? What, what? There's something about you. Are you a human? Are you an angel? Are you who are you? So, without even talking to him, just seeing him, he could see there was something about his complexion, something that was glowing in his face, and uh, and the Buddha said, "I'm I'm awake. I I I, I did the job. I got the joke. I, uh, however you want to put it, you know." And. Uh, Another story that comes to mind, storytelling time, apparently, is um, there's um, actually there's a, there's a monk who's teaching uh, right now, a, a master who's uh, at the forest refuge just in the, in the forest here. We can't see them because they're, they're a group of them, uh, a group of yogis together for four months uh, working with this master. And... Um, um, this man has practiced a lot of metta, and uh, when I, I practiced for a few months with him, and every time, every day, I had to go and see him to report on my practice. So I had to do four bows, and then uh, three bows, sorry, and on, on the third one, just to, uh, you know, sit up and tell my report of my practice of the last 24 hours, and. Um, and every time I would go and see him, when I would get in the room where he was, I would get all like. Um, kind of expensive, or I don't know how you would say it, but kind of like, uh, I, 
being in his presence, a very simple man, but, uh, um, and I would do my bows, and I was kind of getting uh, drunk of being around him. Kind of, uh, yeah, that's how I would say that. And at the third bow, I would just uh, lift up, and then I was supposed to give my report of what had happened. And when I would rise up and see him, like look at him for the first time in the eyes, I would forget everything. <laughs> and I would, I would just be like this. <laughs> and then he would go like this. Like, speak, you know? <laughs> and then I would go like... Uh, and I couldn't remember much of anything, like, of what had happened in the last day. And then suddenly it would just come back to me. And then I would, oh, yeah, so... <laughs> and, uh, and every day I could see that before coming, going to see him, I would, I would almost... Um, I would, it was really like being in love with this 70-year-old man, you know? <laughs> And uh, it was really like going to see the beloved. I was looking forward to seeing him, you know. And, and, uh, and uh, some people asked him, because I was not the only one having this uh, kind of, uh, it, uh, this kind of uh, reaction, thank you. And uh, he said that it's because he had practiced a lot of uh, the metta. He had, uh, uh, and so it had an impact on his, so much of an impact on his own mind that it was actually uh, maybe radiating on uh, uh, outside of him. And that's how, when you read the text of the Buddha, that's how he would be uh, with people. People would uh, report this sometimes. And uh, I've heard that, uh, that of other people. And you might have people in your life that you know that when you're in their presence, you feel safe because of the beauty of their um, mind stream, of the cleanliness of their intentions. And, uh, and you could say uh, their meta field, maybe. Maybe you have this experience in your life. And it might not be through, uh, might not be a Buddhist person, because love is so not Buddhist. I mean, it's so not only Buddhist. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's something that is, uh, is a quality of the mind that can be in beings, you know, Buddhist or not, religious or not. It's, it has, in a way, nothing to do with that. Um, so, a few, um, a few meta stories. And maybe two more, just to bring, uh, <laughs> if you will allow me. Um, I've read a story of, um, I think there were two astronauts, and if I'm not mistaken, they were Russians. And they uh, were going to um, go off in space for some time, uh, doing experiments. And they were asked to uh, conduct some um, tests and experiments on two uh, little fish, fishes, that they had to brought with them. They were kind of your nondescript grayish fish. <laughs> and uh, so they, uh, the, the, the astronauts said that they were really um, uh, bringing the stuff in and, and they were seeing the fish as, um, as uh, props, you know, as um, things for parts of the experiments. And they didn't have any special thoughts about the fish. And then they left for space. And in space, they, suddenly there was only four 
living beings stuck in a little uh, environment, and they started developing um, uh, a lot of care for the fish, especially that they got sick. And uh, the astronauts, one of them at least, was reporting that there was a lot of uh, um, care and a lot of connection and a lot of wanting their well-being. And, uh, and uh, I tell this story just because I think it's, um, it points to the practice of metta that we're trying to do here, that uh, the metta, the, the, the friendliness that we're developing uh, we don't want it to be um, uh, just for our tribe or our circle or our gang. Or we want uh, a friendliness that is uh, in very inclusive, that has no exclusion in it, and that can um, recognize in all, all beings the wish for um, you know, safety and, and uh, ease and... Uh, and so um, when we work with this um, particular uh, category of in meta practice of, that we call, uh, we label neutral beings. And so we uh, practice meta for ourselves, we practice it for inspiring people or especially benevolent people or um, benefactors we call them and uh, loved ones and good friends. We're invited to move and include in our circle of uh, caring uh, the neutral being, the be beings that don't stand out so much for us in our lives. Uh, like the two fish at the moment of getting in the, in the rocket. Yeah? And how can we uh, suddenly include also these beings? And, um, and there are some uh, of, that belong to this category around us now, in this room. Some people that we might not have noticed so much that are uh, don't don't stand out for us because we don't have a vipassana romance <laughs> against them <laughs> for them <laughs> or a vipassana vendetta <laughs> or you know there's there's something that they they we have hardly noticed them and how can we uh, like uh, kind of stretch our consciousness to include also. Uh, these beings in this building and anywhere in our lives. And uh, the invitation for this metta also, as you know, goes much further. It goes also to includes, include the beings that have been, uh, they're, they're classically called the enemies. That's the categories, category. I, I like to think about them as the difficult cases. Like, how can I include also the difficult cases in my circle of caring? And so that's the last little story, maybe, that I'll tell. <laughs> and it's, uh, I, was, um, I, I was working with um, a man, a young uh, father, and uh, we were, um, he was reporting on his practice of metta, and we had talked about uh, how it can be fun to do metta with, uh, with children something that we do here sometimes at the family retreat. And, uh, and I remember one time some of the teens uh, who come to the teen retreat were here at the family retreat and they were leading uh, and giving the instruction to the whole uh, sangha here uh, on how to do metta and they were leading the, the metta. And uh, one thing you can do is ask the kids, so who sh what group of beings shall we send metta to? And the kids will say, oh, all the frogs. 
So we stop together and we say, hmm, may all the frogs be happy. May all the frogs be safe. It's a beautiful practice. And if we do this as a community and everybody says with a loud voice, you know, may all the frogs, and after, may all the fish, okay, may all the fish be happy. It's a beautiful practice. And so this man was uh, doing this with his uh, daughter. And he said, uh, he said, I'll tell you this story. It's very interesting. So my daughter, let's say she's about five or six, because I can't remember very well. But uh, this was uh, maybe in February. And he said that Christmas time, uh, on the eve of Christmas, and by the way, this man, I think, was Jewish. And so he's talking about Buddhist practice uh, to his teacher uh, about what happened on the Christian evening. <laughs> and he said uh, it knocked on the door, and it was our next-door neighbor who uh, showed up uh, disguised as uh, Santa Claus. And he said this man uh, was uh, going through a very rough time. He, had been, uh, he was uh, in the middle of a divorce. And he had put on the disguise of Santa Claus and came in our house, but he happened also to be uh, drunk. <laughs> and so it was not like the perfect encounter with Santa Claus. You know? <laughs> I don't know if he fell on the floor or what happened, but the young girl got somewhat scared of Santa Claus. <laughs> And he said, after, when we, uh, at night time, so at night time we do a little meta together, my daughter and I, and she chooses the beings. And he said, uh, every night she chooses different beings, you know, the, my kindergarten, uh, you know, teacher and grandma. And, but he says, every night uh, she comes back with uh, Santa Claus. Every night we have to include Santa Claus. <laughs> And we were wondering, him and I, uh, what, what was the wisdom in there that she was bringing Santa Claus again? Because there's two, two teachings that I could see. Is that the first time the Buddha taught metta, it was as a protection against fear. The monks and nuns, maybe you know that, were practicing in the woods and came back to see him and said, we feel unsafe in these woods, can we go somewhere else? And he said, no, but if you practice metta, you will ease uh, the fear that you feel inside of you and maybe ease also the forest, the beings in the forest. So, and this little girl maybe had an intuition that the meta practice for Santa Claus was a protection for her. Or another maybe possibility is that she could um, intuit that this being of all beings It touches me to say that. This being, of all beings, may be needed to receive more love at this point. Yeah? So maybe she had an intuition of that, I don't know. But he was saying that it's interesting that that's the one being that she keeps bringing back every, uh, every evening. And so, uh, so today I'd like us to see how we can expand this, um, 
loving kindness. I spoke a lot already. I think it's okay. A huh? little entertainment also thrown in <laughs> this day of silence. Hmm. So, how to proceed? I invite you to find a conf- comfortable posture. And just relax uh, in your body and use the out-breath to release any tension. The out-breath is such a good place to release uh, mental tensions or physical tensions. just feel what it feels to be sitting here now. Maybe particularly uh, bring attention to uh, become aware of the aliveness in you, the vitality Even if you're on the tired side at this time after the meal, still there is life in this being. Vitality might show up as energy or tingling or just sensing and being conscious, knowing. Maybe you can get in touch um, on how much how much you want to um, you want that vitality, that energy, that life force that uh, you are experiencing, how much you want it to be uh, safe, protected. How much you want uh, this beingness that you are to be easeful, and free. This desire that you have for joy and brightness
and confidence. And think of a loved one now that come to mind as a, an image or just as a felt sense or in any way, just uh, think of someone you love dearly. Think uh, also of their vitality, their aliveness. That life force that makes them move and be. And let yourself feel how much you feel uh, this being to be at ease, to be safe. Say their name in your in your mind. Feel this metta in the form of a wish of well-being. or in the form of friendliness and caring. And let appear around you uh, other beings that you love and care for, as if they were there, just right there around you. You'll see different faces appear and say their name as they show up. And wish them well or feel gratitude or Connect with them for a moment. Maybe people you uh, work with or study with, members of your family. Even will appear some faces of people with whom it's uh, not so easy to be with these days. Even with them, let yourself feel how much you want them to be uh, at ease and safe. Let the circle uh, 
of your caring widen a bit and will appear uh, acquaintances. Other members of the family or friends of friends, neighbors, other people you've known at work or at school. Take time to recognize their uh, humanity. Their sensitivity. They too have uh, senses and are touched by the world. They too have a story. Places uh, they want to reach have been difficult one, beautiful ones. Maybe some more difficult people will appear in a distance while you're surrounded by your loved ones. Let appears to your mind's eye uh, other beings you share this continent with, knowing that the meta-caring friendliness is uh, not bound by space. Let come to mind uh, people of uh, the whole planet, and you'll see uh, old ones. young ones. Joyful ones and some in very difficult states. Feel the wish that you have for their happiness, their safety, 
you'll see oppressed people appear. You might see also oppressors Like this, you can uh, move out, outwards and outwards so much so that you can actually behold uh, the whole planet as if you were from uh, very far away in space. You could see this little green blue planet (coughs) laced with uh, swirls of white see if you can care for this whole system source of everything that we are Now you can do some kind of zoom in, coming back to this uh, part of the world, this area here, this building, and entering with your mind's eye this building, you'll find yourself um, in front of the being you know most of all beings. yourself. Say your own name as as you're looking at yourself. You know this being so well, how much they want to be happy and safe. hard they try. You see the beauty of this being. Wish wish them well.
go as far as uh, entering their skin, heart, and mind. Take your place in there. Feel what it feels to be this being now. care for this being from the inside. To befriend the entirety of who this being is. can appreciate also that uh, having spent the week uh, like you did, this being that you are, it's inevitable, will cause a lot more, a lot less harm in the world because of the beautiful qualities that are slowly but surely being developed and cultivated. This being will be able to offer protection much more than it could in the past. Offer friendship.
And you can know that when you wish all beings happiness and safety, you can know that you are contributing to this. So may all beings, uh, no one excluded, no one, may all beings uh, be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May all beings uh, be protected and offer protection. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.